Today's Local Lady podcast was made possible by Wind River Pediatrics at 1005 College View Drive in Riverton, Wyoming. Dr. Mike Fisher has been our family pediatrician for 10 years. We are so thankful to have him available for all the minor bumps and bruises to the bigger medical issues. Thank you, Dr. Fisher, for all your hard work for our community. Hello, Riverton and Fremont County. This is Bethany Baldus with the Local Ladies Podcast. Today, I am joined in the Porter's 10 Cast Studio with Michelle Widmire, the Executive Director of Eagles Hope. How are you doing today, Michelle? I'm doing well, Bethany. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm really excited to hear about all the things you guys have going on. So, um... For everybody who doesn't know, if you want to give a little bit of backstory on who and what Eagles Hope is. Perfect. So Eagles Hope Transitions started back in 2014 um, with Dana Flint, who was the executive director. She's the founder of Eagles Hope Transitions. She had a friend, and she has such a love for this population and these individuals. And she had a friend who... um, lived in the park he didn't have any place to go and there was there was a group of them and he decided to change his life and he went to treatment did everything that he needed to do and then when he came back he had no place to go so he went back to the environment in which he knew and he ultimately passed away of hypothermia because it was in the middle of the winter it was in the winter middle of the winter I uh, I know that myself, I always think like those days that are negative 20, like my heart just goes out to anybody who might not have somewhere else to, somewhere to be that's protected. So I can understand why she decided to go this route. Like it's just so painful in our community to think of those days. Yes. Yeah, so her and a couple concerned citizens, they said, we need to do something. We need to have a place for these individuals to go. And so they created a group um, and they moved forward. So in 2015, that's when I became involved in the Eagles Hope Transitions Board. And at that time, they were starting to get their 501c3 and bylaws and starting to move forward with the process of becoming a local nonprofit to help... um, individuals have a place to go. And you guys are pretty much based all locally, right? You don't have any federal grants or anything no, like that? No, we don't. We are all local. We have one community service block grant, and for the upcoming year, 2019-2020, we've received a contract for services through the city of Riverton, so that has been really helpful. And then everything else is donations by the community members. Um, what kind of donations do you guys take? So we take monetary, <laughs> is always, always <laughs> favorable. And then um, we take all sorts of donations, kitchen, uh, appliances, furniture, whatever. Um, and then when we have a transition going back into the community that's moving out, we can give them a little starter kit to be able sure. to move out on their own because they're not going to have anything. Sure. So um, your units are basically little, like, are they like houses, like little apartments or kind of what do they look like? 
They look like a standard motel room. They used to have kitchenettes, but they no longer do uh, for sanitary reasons. So there's a commons area inside, and that's where all the cooking and eating is done to keep the rooms cleaner. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's it's just a bed a bedroom and a bathroom. Sure. With a little area that's got a sink and a mirror for them. Right. We have different sizes. We have a small unit that fits one person. It's very small in the bathroom. And then the others are a little bit bigger. And then we have three family units. So they have an extra small bedroom. And that's where I put the majority of my families. Right. So you guys, um, I guess that's kind of another question of who do you guys service like who are the people that are coming to eagles hope and getting help and um kind of what does the um their life look like once they get there so these are individuals that want to make a change okay for the better they want to transition back into the community so they look like we have families we have families that have no place to go and they need a place to go they're single moms that are trying to get their kiddos back. They are um, single dads that are trying to get their, their kiddos back. We have individuals that want to make a change, and they don't have the support system, and Eagles Hope provides the support that they need to live a sober and clean life sure. to be able to transition back. We have individuals from um, jail as well as prison that want to come back and become um, productive citizens and then transition back to their families and be able to provide for them. Those are probably, because you have children on site, they're probably nonviolent. Right, exactly. Lower risk. Um, No sex offenders. Right. We have kids and we're really close to a school. Sure, sure. And my biggest... um, Concern for my residents is safety, so I make sure that they are safe at all times. Right, right. Um, what is the typical length of one of your clients or residents to be um, in the program? So transitional housing is two years. Okay. So they can have up to two years to stay there. Mm-hmm. However, it's usually nine months to a year okay. to be able to find a job, save money, and find find housing to be able to move out. Sure. So you talk about jobs. What's the percentage of um, people that have jobs at your location? Are they just sitting there? No, they are not. So a big part of our program is um, providing job readiness classes. So interview skills, writing a resume, um, just the basic skills, how to dress for an interview. Do you guys take those kind of donations too? Yes, we do. Okay. Yes, we do. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought of that. But yeah, so like professional level clothing as well then. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, being on time, we, we instill those skills. So right now, every person at Eagles Hope is working. Awesome. They all have a job. Congratulations. That's a big deal. <laughs> yes. So I'm very proud of my residents. They are not just sitting in their rooms eating bonbons and <laughs> drinking Mountain Dew. They are out there and they're looking for a job. Right. That's very, that's, that's very impressive. And maybe a um, myth that we can best for the community as yes. far as what's going on there. Um, and then you said families. Um, how many 
typically how many families do you have on property? And um, I guess like, like how many kids you can have on property at any time? So right now I have seven families. Okay. And some are bigger. They have three kids. And then I have some that's a mom and a dad and a, and a child mm-hmm. or a mom and a child. So right now I have 30 residents. I have 19 adults and 11 kiddos. And the age ranges on the kiddos is two years to 14 years old. Um, I've had kiddos that have been born there, so really young babies. Mm-hmm. Um, right now they're a little bit older, so right. it's been good, but it's a lot. <laughs> right, right. Well, and especially um, with the Good Samaritan Center being closed right now, are, do you guys have a waiting list? or We do have a waiting list. It's a pretty long one. I have people that I need to get in, and I just don't have the space for and them. So right now with the situation with the Good Samaritan Center being closed temporarily, um, where would those families go? There's really nowhere, no, no other option. All right. So, um, gosh, it's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Yeah. That's really hard. Um, what, uh, so I'm guessing you guys have a, like a plan for the future and that kind of stuff. Like, uh, what would be your dream for like making Eagles hope? What do you guys need and that kind of stuff from the community? Um, I mean, I know we already kind of touched on that, but like really to drive you guys forward to be the um, place that you dream of, because I know you probably have big dreams for. (laughs) I do. I would love to expand. I would love to have a bigger facility. I would love to have a facility that houses specifically families Mm -hmm. and then one that's men and one that's women. Right. Or the single individuals and so that's my big dream. Right. Um, being able to expand. We are not there yet. Right. We have, um, very, our funding is very small, um, but we're looking to expand. So I'm always looking for volunteers that would like to be on a subcommittee. If they don't have the time to invest a lot, we have different subcommittees such as activities. I have some great volunteers in the community that come up for holidays and once a month to have a fun day with the kids and give the parents a time to take a shower or go to the store or do simple things without their kiddos around. Um, Facilities, we have a facilities subcommittee and it's just our, our facilities old. It's been around for a long time. How old is it? Do you know? A long, <laughs> it's old. It's been around a long time um, because I hear of, oh, my grandpa owned, <laughs> owned this motel. Right. So um, I don't want to say a year because I'll probably get it right. wrong, but it's been around. It's an iconic part of Riverton. It is. Everybody knows that hotel. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, so it's just little things around the facility and, and making sure that um, – Things get fixed. Sure. Um, and then fundraising. We we have done lots of smaller fundraising. So Farmer's Market has mm-hmm. been one that we've done. Mm-hmm. We just had a rummage sale. 
So we do a lot of, we try to get get out there. If nothing else, it gives us exposure. You guys just had a rummage sale this weekend? This, yes, you on guys, Saturday. Was it pretty successful? It was. So, um, like, if I were to donate, do you guys use some of the donations? Like, if I had donated and you didn't have a need for it, is that where the donations came from, from rummage sale? Or was it just everybody? And community members also donated. For, the, specifically for it. Yes. Very cool. I know that um, a few months ago I had gone down to take, it's so crazy to me, the statistics still blows my mind from the Good Samaritan Center, mm-hmm. that how much more um, energy and time we put into um, the uh, pause for, not pause specifically, but like the animals. Mm-hmm. I had taken a um, load of blank or towels and stuff, and they're like, we don't take blankets, but we'll take them to um eagles hope and i just like was sitting there blown away that i hadn't even thought about you guys and so um like blankets clothes anything that pots and pans and yes okay and pretty much because it's that kit that you guys send out with your very good so talk going back to the clothes Mm -hmm. we had so many clothes everybody has just an outpouring of clothes, which is fantastic. Right. But then going through them and, and sorting them, mm-hmm. that's a full-time job yeah. <laughs> in itself. Um, so we were able to um, set up a clothing pantry downstairs mm-hmm. in, our, in our basement. We have There's a storage. A mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's our family room. <laughs> and then we have a storage back there and mm-hmm. so first interstate bank came in on wednesday 9 11 and they helped set up this clothing pantry and it's organized and we have shelves we have hanging rods with clothes that are hung so jane who's got an interview in the morning can come down and look through her size and find a sure. nice interview suit or sure. clothing to wear. That is really awesome. And then I'm guessing that even helps when they transition out, like just being able to send them off with yes. proper clothing as well. The things we take for granted. Um, I know that you guys have been at Farmer's Market a lot this year. What are some things that you guys have coming up for fundraising events? Well, um, for the next three weeks at the farmer's market, we're going to be selling hamburgers. Awesome. Our hamburgers, the hamburger meat has been donated by Lost Wells Cattle Company. Okay. Who is, also, who is also at the farmer's market, correct? <laughs> yep. So um, that's been, that has been awesome. Is Rowena cooking again? She will be. Yeah. <laughs> well, that right there, Lost <laughs> Wells with Rowena cooking, I don't. I think it gets much better than that. <laughs> she has been our driving force, mm-hmm. and she's been amazing. She does what she can when she can, and yep. she's fantastic. So that's Wednesday nights for the next three weeks at yes. um, uh, the city park from 5 to 7, correct? Yes. Okay, very cool. So probably that'll be like the first week of October mm-hmm. when that... All right, so make sure you get down for those last few weeks of <laughs> the... <laughs> I hope the farmer's market is going that long. Yeah, yeah. We the didn't. fall is going to be really long <laughs> this year. I've ordered it. Nice job. <laughs> the trees maybe don't agree with me, but <laughs> I saw some yellow out there earlier. <laughs> so, and those have been pretty successful. Yes, have you guys been have. selling out every week? And yes. Cool, very good. And it gives us exposure. Yes. People see who we are and... They ask questions, 
what do you do? Who are you? Right, right. So it's been great. Right. Well, and I want to take a moment and just thank our city council for being supportive of you guys, too. I know that's Absolutely. a hard that's a hard position to be in with the budget and everything, and they seem to always come out when they can for you guys. And so many great, fantastic organizations yes. in Riverton and Fremont County, and it's hard to make those hard choices mm-hmm. um, because everybody's deserving. Yes, yes. So, yes. And I just want to give a shout-out to all those other organizations. Yes. They do a lot of work, mm-hmm. and their hearts are in it. Yep. And that's yep. why they do what they do. Um, that was – I know that when I had um, – Justine on here and we were talking about that like how well all of our programs work together and that there's not really any um, repeat like that you guys all fill your niche and that's kind of um, I think that's special and unique where it's not like you guys are doing the same thing as somebody else you serve your market and the people that are your clients and that's I think that's really unique and special so thank you um so tell us about Taste of Riverton. So we have an event coming up on the 28th of September. It's called a Taste of Riverton. And several restaurants around Riverton have donated their specialty dish and a dish that they can serve. And so along with that, we're going to do a silent auction. We have a lot of really great silent auction items, a lot of really great restaurants, um, the event starts at five, the doors open. So this will give everybody a chance to check out the different silent auction items as well as, um, find their tables and get situated. And then six o'clock we'll start eating. We're going to have, um, music and a couple success stories talking about what Eagles Hope has done for them. And it should be a really great time. I am really excited. So I just want to give a shout out to the restaurants that have yes. um, that are participating in this. We have the Speedway Cafe, the Roasted Bean, Brown Sugar Coffee Roastery, Perrette's, the Depot, Trailhead, Thai Chef, Gary's Rojo Verde. Gary the burrito guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> he makes such amazing. They all, but yes. <laughs> Bunks barbecue, sweet surprises. Very, so that's, that sounds some, like a good menu. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's super exciting. Um, I'm really excited. This has been a lot of fun to put together. and um, We have such talented um, chefs in this town, I think. And we do. <laughs> yes. That should be really awesome. Where was it at again? It's at the Reach, Reach. Okay. Foundation, 622 North 8th Street. Yes, that is going to be amazing. I'm excited for that. So tickets are $20. Where can people get those? Um, they can get them at Eagles Hope Transitions. They can also get them at the Methodist Church. Um, they're floating around, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then where do people find you on social media and that kind of stuff? So we have a... Facebook page, Eagles Hope Transitions. All right. And you and I've noticed us. you guys are really doing a good job, like, getting information out there and letting people know 
what's going on. So thank you. And then can I give another shout out? Of course, this is yours. <laughs> so um, on September 11th, First Interstate Bank, I worked with them for several months leading up and they closed down the bank at 12 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And then they came up to Eagles Hope. There was about 26 of them. Wow. They came up to Eagles Hope Transitions and they painted two rooms. They organized my food pantry, the kitchen. Um, they set up the clothing pantry downstairs. They sorted through tons and tons of bags of clothes mm-hmm. and and got it down there set up. Mm-hmm. I would not have been able to do that without them. Are that you was, like kind of a one-man show? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that was amazing. So I really want to give a shout-out to First Interstate Bank mm-hmm. and A.D. Martin for supplying us with the supplies. They have been just amazing partnerships, partners through this. Right. Well, and Riverton, I think, has such a giving spirit like that. We have so many great community-based businesses here, and I think that that's – really awesome that they came out for you so thank you ad martin and first interstate so yes very good gosh now i'm hungry for (laughs) (laughs) my favorite restaurants (laughs) yes it'll be a good time yes so um so what are the services that you guys offer at eagles hope So our number one thing is we are sober living so zero tolerance for drugs or alcohol um, so we provide meetings. We have AA meetings as well as NA. So Are those for residents only? No. Nope. Okay. Community. Awesome. Residents and community. So Alcoholics Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous. We have Will Bryety twice a week. Ron Burton from Eastern Shoshone Recovery comes on Tuesday mornings and Thursday evenings. And Will Bryety is like the 12-step program, um, but it encompasses just overall being well. Right. We have Bible studies. Different churches come in and they do Bible studies for the residents. Um, we have classes, like I said earlier, budgeting, resume, resume writing, and interview skills. And budgeting is a, is a big one that we really try to offer. We get a lot of people from also different situations. And a big reason why they're in the situation that they're in is budgeting. And I mentioned that everybody's working, so they're getting a paycheck. So once you get money, what's the first thing you want to do? Right, spend it. Yep, go and spend it. So it's budgeting Very and good. making sure that you're saving because nobody wants to live at Eagles Hope forever. Right. Right. <laughs> so being able to set some money aside to be able to transition to another place Um we have laundry facilities. They're guaranteed one meal a day. So anything that doesn't have somebody's name on, they're able to fix it for themselves. Uh, we offer hygiene and clothing for them when they move in, um, our clothing pantry. I provide them case management as well as referrals to go on to other places where they can um, seek out services right. as well. Um and that's that's just a limited version of what we do. Oh, I was going to say, it kind of sounds like your imagination is there. Like, wherever people need help, you're finding the, 
the places. Um, so, so you are like, as far as the executive director, you're a one man show, but it sounds like the entire community has kind of come together and, um, encased this and, um, and I cannot do it without the community. And then you guys, um, there was some drama in the summer. And so you guys are looking for money right now to keep the lights on. Correct. Yes. So, um, so that's about four thousand dollars a year that your guys' electricity is, and so you guys are definitely in some need for right. some monetary. Um, I think that's something that's so intriguing about grants that I've just re- recently learned is that you can get all the money in the world for, to add things, but to just keep the lights on, there's very little money out there for that to help with that. So, there's definitely a need within the community to just the monetary parts of things or how to keep the lights on for all of this. Mm -hmm. So, and I do want to say, um, another myth, let's just be busting myths. Yeah. I like, I like myth busting. (laughs) Um, our residents do have to pay to live there. Okay. It's not, we get confused a lot with a homeless shelter. Sure. And we're not, they have to pay, to live there. So our smaller rooms, the ones that are just for one person, those go for 275. And then our bigger rooms are 350 and then the family is 450. Which gives incentive to get those jobs and to be like actually transitioning out right. too. So but that's very good. Um and again I really want to make mention that the individuals that come and are seeking placement at Eagles Hope Transitions, they want to make the change. Right. They seek you out. It's yes. not you guys getting right. sent people. Right. Um, it's impressive. I'm, I'm really impressed with what you guys have done in just a few years. And um, I just, I want everybody to go out to, and even, I mean, a taste of Riverton is a great way to just <laughs> support you guys if there's no other way to or go get a hamburger at the farmer's market. Yes. <laughs> um, so since you guys first opened your doors, about how many people do you think have come through Eagle's Hope? That's hard. <laughs> <laughs> since we first opened. Um, we started when we got the community service block grant. We have to keep track of everybody. So since then, um, 2017, October of 2017, we have served... About 110 people. From there, we have about 40, 40 success successful, successful transitions. transitions. Very good. That's awesome. And then when they, so you're giving them all the skills to be able to leave there successfully. And um, I'm guessing that it's pretty rigorous, um, like, criteria to be able to stay on the property, too. Yes. That they have to keep a certain way of life and that kind of stuff to Absolutely. be able to stay on property. Absolutely. And like I said, zero tolerance, drugs and alcohol, that is the biggest reason why people are no longer there. And it's a hard, that can be really hard when you're dealing with the hardships of life. Very so, hard. Yes. And um, while they may have gotten um, kicked out, such a <laughs> strong word, <laughs> but removed from um, the facility or the program, they are, if they make changes and do um, what they need to do and have been um, making progress, they can come back. Sure, sure. So it's not like a closed door forever, but you right. just can't have them on the property. Um, I, uh, 
I'm just, I'm so impressed by what you guys have done. And in such a short amount of time too, I mean, gosh, we're just going on October of 2019 and for you guys to have had 40 successful stories is pretty impressive in my mind. And to think about all those people's lives that um, have been impacted by you, your board, Dana Flint, just being an <laughs> active yes. person in the community and saying enough is enough. It's it's really very impressive. And it's one person's vision mm-hmm. that started this. Yep. And it was her actions along with the small group that, came up behind her and said, let's do this. And that's been really... Dana is a force to be reckoned with. Yes. (laughs) So I think that it's just really impressive. And where you guys will be in another two years, you know, like just how this is already growing and becoming such an incredible um, benefit to our community. The Taste of Riverton is September 28th. I just want to make sure we get it out there one more time. September 28th. Uh, and it starts at, doors open at 6? 5 p.m. 5 p.m. Don't be listening to me, 5 p.m. Dinner is at 6. It's at the Reach Foundation. Tickets are $20. Um, we have about 140 tickets to sell. Um, and we've already sold 57. So awesome. tickets are going fast. So yes. if you so, want your ticket, so what you're saying is, Bethany, <laughs> don't procrastinate. Get it, get it together. Yes, <laughs> terrible procrastinator. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> <laughs> so don't procrastinate. Don't be like Bethany and be sitting there on October 28th. Well, I was going to go to this. <laughs> so um, my final question for the day is, uh, Eagles Hope or Beyond. What is your dream for Riverton and, like, where we go in the future from here? Just keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. Riverton's done great, made just so many great strides in this year. And it's just keeping up with the momentum, keep moving forward, and all these organizations continuing to work together. We have great partnerships within all of the organizations and just moving forward and um, making Riverton great. I love how many partnerships you hear about, like how many, and that's a really good point. Like it's, um, not just this group over here. I mean, we have a lot of different groups, but it's, they're all becoming so connected. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's going to make a beautiful web of amazing community, um, as we keep on building those relationships. Cause like you said earlier, we're not, we're all working together. You're not overlapping. We're not. Mm-hmm. And we have great great relationships, great partnerships. Mm-hmm. And where I can't fulfill a need, somebody else can. Sure. And where they can't, maybe I can't. So and knowing can. where to send your clients when there is a need that needs Absolutely. to be filled. Yes. Very awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming in, Michelle. And Thank you. Um, if you guys need anything, just let me know. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great day. Today's Local Lady Podcast was made possible by Wind River Pediatrics at 1005 College View Drive in Riverton, Wyoming. Dr. Mike Fisher has been our family pediatrician for 10 years. We are so thankful to have him available for all the minor bumps and bruises to the bigger medical issues. Thank you, Dr. Fisher, for all your hard work for our community.